I just kept seeing my phone light up over and over again. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, no one texts me. So I know this is not like related to me directly. Right. But no, it was, it's actually really cool seeing that much, that many people showing love to these, uh, these webtoon series that are out right now. Right. Like, man, and God of, yeah, God of High School is just, whoo. God of High School, it's like bigger than life. I don't mean bigger than life in terms of like popularity, even though it's very popular. I mean the story. Like holy crap, they know how to well, OP the hell. Out I started of last night. I start because ever since I've downloaded Webtoons, I have just gone ham on it. Like <laughs> every single night, I find a new series to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this new one called Turn- uh, "Teenage Mercenary," where it's a boy who was in a plane crash with his parents. Oh, you and... mean it's? Uh, oh yeah, keep going, keep going. Sorry. What what is it? Is it is it a different name? Am I thinking it's like? Else? I think it's Mercenary Enrollment. Does the does the main character have like white hair or like grayish um, hair, silver hair? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's mercenary enrollment. I think that's the name of it. No, I don't think it is. Let me check a look. My little teenage mercenary. Yeah, teenage mercenary. Or maybe it's like a spinoff of a, or maybe could, mercenary. It... Yeah, maybe mercenary enrollment's a spinoff of it because you know they spin off each other all the time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But no, like I was just. I was reading that one the other night and I was, so there was that one I was reading. I was reading um, Tomahawk Angel, which the, the title sounds corny enough by itself, but the actual series is really good. There isn't too much substance in it. Um, It's pretty much just a dystopian world where this person wakes up. She has no idea who she is. She has a Tomahawk with this weird symbol on it that everyone seems to recognize except for her. And so she's just trying to get her memory back and survive in this hellish landscape. Um, but the art style is like phenomenal. It's like all it's all in black and white, but just the shading, the shadows, the 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 attention to line is just amazing. And I'm just like staring at it being like, I want like four of these things as a fucking tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That that dude, that's not, I'm going to look that up because I haven't I actually haven't watched that. That or I haven't read that. That actually sounds really effing. How many chapters are out? There aren't many. I want to say there's probably like six or seven. Um, I don't think he's really set to a specific um, timeline for episodes. Okay. But what he has out now, it's 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 building up to something that I think will be interesting. But we'll have to wait and see when when the new chapters come out. Okay. Oh, so there's not like a set like release schedule yet. I don't think so, because at the end of every chapter, he has this like little thing like, oh, if you want to become a patron, you can go here. Um, but it says next next issue, and there's a question mark by it. So I don't know oh. if he's just in the situation where he's currently like trying to get a flow to it, or if he just doesn't have time to do it as consistently as he wants. So you know what? Um, not to like kind of like cut you off or anything, but uh, I think this is one of those things where depending on what location you're in, the title is different. So like oh, on, really? So, like, on Webtoons, it's Teenage Mercenary. But on, like, other uh, w- like other Manua outlets, it's called Mercenary Enrollment. And on other ones, there are actually a lot more chapters out. There's, like, over 30. Oh, really? Yeah, so I actually do know this story. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, this okay. sounds so similar to Mercenary Enrollment. 
that's so crazy. Where where is it where it's mercenary enrollment? It's uh like Asura scans. Okay. Yeah, it's, over, it's there, and it's uh they have mercenary. Yeah, it's called mercenary enrollment there. Like if you Google it, like just Google mercenary enrollment, and it'll pop up. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll do that because I also wanted to start um on solo leveling. Um, oh, I I need to get into Tower of God because I know that's going to be a big series for us. Yeah. Solo um, leveling is whew. so like solo leveling. You'll never find more beautiful artwork. Like so, I think solo leveling out of all the manuas out has the best artwork. Um, the battle scenes are like crazy. Um, but Tower of God for me is overall the best manua story I've ever read. Um, solo leveling is really good. Don't get me wrong; it is top notch. It's easily one of my favorites. So, like, if I were to like like kind of compare the two i would say solo leveling has more of that like payoff in terms of seeing cool artwork reflect really big battle scenes but tower of god does a better job investing in like the story and like the supporting characters whereas solo leveling like the name literally tells it all like it really focuses on the mc and is mainly focused on the mc's development only Whereas Tower of God focuses on all of the characters' development. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but solo leveling, solo leveling, you're gonna love it, dude. Like, I'm actually jealous right now because, like, like I, I, I miss having that experience of like being Sorry. able to binge like a hundred plus chapters, like start from the, you know, from the beginning all the way to like the most yeah. recent one, and like solo leveling right now is at like 156 chapters. So like, so, so that, you're gonna so that, you're gonna have actually, a good time. That actually brings up a really interesting question. I want to ask you in a second. Um, yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Limitless Otaku. <laughs> I apologize for the five minute rambling of us talking about webtoons because we're nerds. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, uh, I just wanted to give a big thank you. If any of our Instagram followers are here, thank you for all the attention you've been giving us on that platform. Um, it really helps get the uh, word out about the show. Um, if you know anybody who would be interested in listening to us please uh, share a link. Uh, and uh, yeah, so thank you so much. But to go back to my question I had for you, Cleveland, uh, is if you could forget, like, have a first time experience with a series again, whether it be a movie, a book, a video game, an anime, what do you think would be the one series you would want to like completely forget? Um, and like have that f once again, like experience with Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, you know what? It would have to. Can I do ties count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we can do ties because I can tell you right now. Like, there's like two or three that I would want to do. So it's a, it's a. It would have to be a three way tie. So like, I'm not gonna say Naruto because Naruto is just um. You got to put an asterisk mark next to it because Naruto is just the goat in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just I, that that goes without you know. It's obvious Naruto, so I'm going to leave that out. Um, but it would have to be a tie between Tower of God, Game of Thrones, and the beginning after the end. Okay. And then you know no. what? Four-way four tie. Sorry, four-way tie. I'm sorry that I'm doing ties, but I have oh, to. Wait, we're, we're just going to do every single series that Cleveland <laughs> likes today, apparently. No, four-way tie. I have to do it. I'm sorry. Tower of God, um, 
uh oh, i'm losing my train of thought game of thrones uh the beginning after the end and the witcher series the the book series yeah the book series like okay, I, after okay. after i played witcher 3 so I'm, I'm combining the witcher 3 video game with the book series like i played the witcher 3 video game first and i was so obsessed with the story and i knew the video game was like took a lot of liberties with the plot that yeah. you know wasn't necessarily in the books so then i went back and i read all the books nice nice i would say for me my, my top one that i wish i could go back and replay and have like first time experience is the uncharted series on on mm. playstation mm. uncharted is legitimately like jason Bourne meets indiana jones treasure hunter gunfight cinematic adventure time like okay. it is legitimately the one game i can go back to and play through time and time again um a couple of years ago i actually did extra life which is a fundraiser for um uh raising money for children's hospitals to kind of get them like toys games video games in the hospital for people who are um for kids who are fighting um you know cancer different types of illness that keep them in the hospital yeah so it allows them to have toys and stuff so that they can still have a childhood and not just be a, a lab rat pretty much um oh, that's awesome. so i actually did uh a 24-hour stream where i played all three of those uncharted games and okay. i'm actually thinking about doing it again this year but including uncharted one two three and four and then also doing uncharted lost legacy which is like a, a, a fourth or a, a kind of like a a little a shorter series but it, have, it takes some of the, the female characters in the series as well that's um, awesome dude so are you pumped then for the uncharted movie with tom holland to be honest i've been hearing about this movie for years now like it's been pushed four years like the first yeah. time i heard about it i was still like living in a different state yeah and i'm excited to see it i'm kind of unsure of how tom holland will portray nathan drake because mm -hmm. because i i guess when i'm thinking tom holland i think of spider-man peter parker kind of that nervous twitchy dorky kid yeah where like nathan drake is more of a i'm trying to think how to describe him he's kind of more of like he is kind of a dork and a nerd he kind of says stupid shit from time to time but then he's also pretty suave and pretty intelligent because yeah. he knows a lot of history. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting. But I think if they did Nathan Drake when he was younger, right. then it would fit perfectly. Right. So and I don't know. I don't know what the storyline is going to be for that movie. But at, at the end of the day, I'm still probably going to go see it. <laughs> yeah. No, serious. No, I feel you. And I know. And I get what you're saying, too. Um, I like the release date for it, I believe, is February of 2022. Um, but like I get what you're saying about Tom Holland is like he kind of has that that nerdy innocent look to him you know what i mean yeah but um but at the same time i also think like you can see and this is going to sound really weird but i i hope you get what i'm talking about and i hope that our listeners get what i'm talking about like with both guys and girls you can see them at a younger age and you know like okay this is how they look now but when they get a little bit older like she's going to be like an absolute babe or like this guy's going to be an absolute lady killer. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, going to be like yeah. Rico Suave. She's going to be Mrs. Perfect. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like and Tom was, Holland has that where you're like, dude, give him a couple years. And oh my God, like, like yeah, the girls no, are going to go nuts for him. I think they did like a, they released like a teaser photo or like a, like a promotional photo of him dressed as Nathan Drake. Yeah. And I was like, 
it's not it's not too far off like it's not bad right um it's just a younger nathan drake which is fine um but i think that would be an interesting it's going to be an interesting movie no matter what as long as it's not horribly directed i think it'll be fine yeah um but hollywood so, doesn't have a good history with you know no we really don't <laughs> look, just look at prince of persia games. oh that movie god. was hard to watch oh god um, you know what it was you know what so like it was hard to watch at the time like i remember mm-hmm. at the time i was very pissed off about it but now when i look back on it i don't take it nearly as serious and like i think the fact that everybody like acknowledges how absurd the movie ended up being and it was like kind of like a whitewashing disaster um like it, it becomes one of those like guilty pleasure cult classics oh yeah no and i think that's what a lot of people in especially like kind of are in like the in in different fan bases do this a lot of the time where if it's not exactly the way you wanted it you have to call it garbage or trash like for example for me i am not a huge snyder cut fan like i thought the movie was way too long i felt like it just dragged and i didn't like aspects of it Mm -hmm. now that's just my opinion based on what I've seen based on my knowledge of the comic series. Right. But if I just look at it as a cinematic piece, you have to acknowledge the talent in it, the, yeah. the, the lighting, the directing, the, the, you know, some of the writing's good, but it's, you know, it's still good. Um, and even like for, you know, I'm trying to think of like a one movie that was like horrible when it came out, but I still am willing to watch it over and over again. <laughs> Well, let's 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 take Jurassic Park two. Everyone hates Jurassic Park two, The Lost World. I still um, haven't even seen it. I, you are, I'm sad to call you my friend. Um, <laughs> considering I can like quote aspects of that movie, and it's terrifying to people. Oh, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Never mind. I have seen it. I, I you are you talking about like the newer or like the old original? No, I'm talking about the original. I'm talking. Oh about yeah, Lost yeah. World. I have seen that. I thought you were talking about like the newer Chris Pratt version. No, 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 no um but like like even like for those movies like they're not great stories but i'll still watch them just because they're entertaining to look at (laughs) yeah no absolutely i i totally get that and and that's why it just triggered me when you brought up prince of persia because i was like dude like i i remember i hated that movie before but like i enjoy it when i watch it now just because i have that expectation in my head of like this this movie you know was, was low-key kind of a disaster when it was originally released but like i can appreciate the effort i guess like yeah you just, just kind of at, at the end of the day you just kind of be like it's a movie i'm watching it for entertainment entertainment purposes yeah that's all it's gonna be like jake, it doesn't need to move you emotionally exactly it can just be a, a piece of cinema right like i love jake gyllenhaal so seeing him in that role was fun and like the lead actress uh Gemma, what is it like Gemma atkinson i think is her name like she's just an absolute babe so like yeah so like you know at least there's eye can eye candy in there for both <laughs> genders we're all happy you know we're all fine with it right there you go um <laughs> all right that's a good kickoff i think um so uh we're gonna jump straight into uh demon slayer and just to kind of give you guys kind of preface this discussion um we've been doing demon slayer for a couple episodes now and we think uh in terms of you know laying out the groundwork and kind of going over the characters we've almost kind of run our course and we don't want this to be like a super extensive almost like guideline because i imagine if you guys are listening to this podcast and you're listening specifically for what we're talking about in terms of demon slayer right now then you've already been well informed on the story and you don't need us to go over every single detail so we're just going to kind of 
more generalize the discussion to go over like our favorite points. So this will actually be our last episode covering Demon Slayer right now as it pertains to season one of the anime. Once we get an actual release date for season two and we know like exactly when that's going to be, then when we get closer to season two, uh, Steven and I will review the Demon Slayer movie for you guys. And then we'll, you know, go over some more content to get everybody hyped for season two. And then when season two goes, you know, we can take that season when it comes. Uh, but, uh, for this last episode, we're just going to kind of go over the main plot points leading into the end of the season, which is obviously they just met, uh, Inosuke. They have a huge, like, battle with a member of the 12 Kizuki. And then lastly, we get introduced to the, uh, 11 Hashira. So, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and get it started. Uh, Steven, you want to, uh, start us off? So, so my, like my big part that I really enjoyed was the... The, the the before they have the fight with uh one of the 12 kizaki they're after the fight on the mountain um and they're all injured and they all have to like you know are looking for a way to get you know treatment after their mission that they were on um they go down to this house and they're um and uh they go to this one family who has been like promised to take care of people who are uh, demon slayers because they uh, were saved by demon slayers it's actually the i think there's like a symbol on their door i think it's the Wist, uh, wisteria logo yeah, or something yeah it's a family crest the wisteria yeah, the family, family crest. crest and so they go in there they get they get treated for their injuries and all this kind of stuff but the the part i love is when um zenitsu, zenitsu and inosuke finally meet um nezuko because for this entire time they they don't know what's in the box so and so finally Tanjiro says, Oh, you can come out, Nezuko, it's fine. And Zenitsu sees Nezuko and he like goes into like his evil demon mode where he's like, Tanjiro, how could you do this? How could you dishonor me in this way? Yeah. <laughs> Tanjiro is just so confused. And he goes, You've had this beautiful woman with you and you've taken her into battle. You're 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 ruining her chances of living. You're a horrible man. I hate you. And he draws his sword and starts chasing after Tanjiro to kill him for dishonoring him in this way. And yeah. I just <laughs> loved this moment because I was like, oh my God, they don't even care that she's a demon. They're just like instantly in love with her. No, and, it, yeah, no, and it, Zenitsu it, just wants to kill Tanjiro because he didn't know about it. <laughs> right. And no, it's funny too because in the beginning, he, he didn't, like, he wasn't even bringing up Nesco in the beginning. He was talking about, like, his struggles. He's like, he's like, is this is why I've been battling? So you can have, like, spend, like, your, your nights with this cute girl? Like, is this is why I got attacked by a boar man? Like, he's going off on him. And, and speaking on that too, um, I just want to bring up the part, like, when we, when Tanjiro like officially meets in NSK and like NSK is like literally like whipping the crap out of uh, Zenitsu. Tanjiro like literally gives him like the punch of death, like cracks his ribs. Yeah, and like you can see him, like that's him just like fully unleashed whenever he sees anyone one coming near Nezuko to like hurt her. And just seeing like unneeded violence, he just yeah. he, and I think he was also just exhausted. Yeah, like he just he just destroyed somebody who used to be one of the twelve Kizuki, and yeah. he's like, I've been fighting for three and four days straight, demon after demon. I haven't gotten a moment to like sleep or heal from my last battle, 
and now this stupid boar man is trying to kill my sister because he thinks that it's like he's just being like oh it's a demon i must kill it like he doesn't think at all he just acts yeah and then and it was really crazy too because um one of the things that's really triggering Tanjiro is that what Inosuke is doing is breaking the Demon Slayer Corpse code, which is you don't attack each other. And uh, Zenetsu didn't take out his sword. And now there's a, there's a debate whether or not Zenetsu didn't take out his sword because he's just a coward and didn't want to fight or if he like didn't want to break the code. But Tanjiro, being the person he is, he just assumes that it's because he doesn't want to break the code. And so he's like, you're sitting there and wailing on him and he's not fighting back. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And Inosuke's just like, who cares, bro? Like, <laughs> So that's when Tanjiro attacks him. But then what was really cool is we really got to see Inosuke like – his, his movements, and he has, like, beast form movements, so he's moving swift as fuck, and he's moving, like, low to the ground, and Tandro's like, dude, this is like fighting a four-legged beast. So, like, Inosuke, like, he held his own against Tandro, and, like, that fight was pretty impressive, like, seeing what Inosuke could do, and then obviously Tandro ends the fight by headbutting the shit out of him, and, and everyone's freaking out because he literally gives Inosuke a concussion from the headbutt. But everyone around the fight are, like, observing Tanjiro, and they're like, dude, you don't even have a mark on your head. Like, how hard is your head? Exactly. And then um, I enjoy the part um, when Inosuke wakes up, and he, like, sees them doing the burial. And he's like, why are you... And Inosuke just doesn't understand why they're doing a burial. There's like, what's the point of putting a human body in the ground? That doesn't make any sense. Um, because he grew up in the wild, and he doesn't yeah. understand, you know uh civilized like you know he's pretty much um he's pretty much demon slayer tarzan yeah exactly like he he grew up in the wild he pretty much is a beast and that's just how he lives can't read um, or write nope nope and he, he and he's, he's 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 very much like a boar he just kind of goes in head first and doesn't really think about anything <laughs> with um like, with like the most unique physical look you will ever see like exactly like just ripped out of his mind but it has like the face of a girl <laughs> yeah exactly and so um and Tanjiro like makes a comment or I forget what happens but he's like he's like oh well I can tell that you're still suffering from your injury so you don't need to help us bury any of the bodies we understand that you're still too weak to help us with anything and you just see in Osuke just getting more and more pissed off and he's like what no I'm not weak I can do anything like stop saying this and so then he Tanjiro just keeps you know, he's like, well, you know, lifting a human body would be really hard in your condition. And I understand. So don't 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 overwork yourself. We'll do all the work ourselves. And he's just toying with Inosuke, just being like he's just poking at his pride and being like, if I poke him long enough, he'll do the most work and he'll prove us wrong. But in the long run, I win anyway, because now he's done 90 percent of the work. Good old reverse <laughs> psychology. Exactly. It works every single time. And because Inosuke has that like competitive spirit that like dulls his senses <laughs> yeah and then even even after he's done like after they're doing done doing the burial um they're like walking away from this the, the mansion and you just see Inosuke in the background headbutting trees left and right and they're like what is he doing and you can <laughs> yeah. tell he's trying to toughen his head up so that way yeah. the next time he has to headbutt or gets headbutted by Tanjiro it's not going to hurt him as much but you just see this guy in a like shirtless boar man just running in the background just headbutting trees left and right <laughs> yeah exactly so then like so like to your point um about you know where we started off or where we started off talking about when they got to the wisteria family crest house um so like we find out that house was like belongs to a family that was previously saved by a demon slayer 
So like they kind of use that house as like a safe house for demon slayers when they're like injured on a mission, they go to that house to kind of get healed up. Yeah, exactly. And like the entire time that they're there, <laughs> Zenitsu is freaking out because he thinks it's haunted by a ghost because you just see this little old lady like quickly moving around from like she like goes into one room and then there's these three beds made and then she goes into another room and now there's four meals made and Zenitsu is like that's a demon it's making I don't understand how the small woman could do so much what the hell is happening and Tanjiro is just like can you shut the fuck up for like two minutes and just stop screaming every five seconds yeah dude oh that and like that was um like it was very clear that that episode was used as like an episode to like develop chemistry between the three or the four really because you got to add in nezuko but um yeah the nezuko chemistry was more of zenitsu like simping over her like super oh, hard 100 <laughs> um, well and then and then you also see anosuke the entire time he's just trying to rile up tanjiro yeah. so every single time they come into a room and they're like they're like, oh, you can sleep in these beds. And uh, Inosuke is like, I'll take this one first. And then he just like, he sits there so proud, like he won. And Tanjiro just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you can have whichever one you want. And Inosuke's like, God damn it, I thought I got him that time. And he just <laughs> keeps like poking at him, trying to see if he can like, you know, make him as angry as he made him. Because now he's trying to do the reverse psychology, but he's failing miserably at it. And so the entire time, Tanjiro's just himself. And Inosuke's like sitting in the corner fuming because he's like, this guy's too smart for me. Why can't I figure him out? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, they kind of like heal up. Um you know, they get better, they get well-rested, and they're getting ready to go on their next mission, um, the the crow sends them to their next destination. And when they get there, like, oh my god, what a shit show. Like, yeah, it's just, it, they're, they're gonna have a picnic in the woods, they're gonna meet a nice little, like, old lady who makes some pies. It It's just gonna be a lovely afternoon, right? Right, no. Um, so they get there, and literally, they just, the first thing they see is a fellow uh, demon slayer, who's just like out laid out cold like on the ground um they see like spider webs everywhere and uh like they talk to one of the demon slayer like fellow demon slayers that are there and they introduce themselves and they introduce their rank and you already know that this is a fucked up situation by the guy's reaction because the guy's like what like they sent you why didn't they send a hashira <laughs> like, like so you already know like oh fuck they're they're going to get some big shit right now like the dude is saying like they should have sent a hashira like oh god like but i mean to be fair at the time like it's easier for me to say that in hindsight but at the time i remember watching that for the first time i'm like what is a hashira uh but anyway, like, so they, like, they get, like, they meet up with that guy. He kind of tells them the situation. And they find out that, like, there's legions of Demon Slayers that were brought to this location. And, like, all of them were defeated. And they're pretty much, they get entangled with, like, a spider family. And it's a it's a mysterious spider family that, like, we learn more and more about as the arc progresses. But the initial one is, like, uh, it's being handled by this lady who is kind of like the spider family mom so the 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 spider family consists of like a dad who's just like this big like humanoid looking spider thing who's just like just like an extremely intimidating figure a mom who you know is a little bit younger and is you know like i is supposed to be like the mom role and then a sister and then two brothers uh and so they meet the mom first or they meet the people that are being attacked by the mom first. And they're all just entangled in like these spider webs. But the thing that's so terrifying about these threads 
is that she can control them like puppets. So what she's essentially been doing is like trapping these demon slayers and like using the threads to control their bodies and making them slaughter each other. Yeah, and like the the one part that really grossed me out was the fact that she would um overexert all of their bodies to the point where like they would break every bone in their arms and their legs by manipulating them by pulling them too far back or twisting them in a weird way by using by using her threads and so like literally there's demon slayers coming at them like doing really basic attacks because you know they're puppets they can't you know do anything crazy but these demon slayers are begging tanjiro and inosuke to kill them because they're in so much agonizing pain they're like every bone in my body is broken make this stop i don't want to live anymore and of course inosuke is the first thing he wants to do is just go in there and start chopping everyone's head off but luckily tanjiro's there and he's like okay no we can't do that we can't just kill all of our brethren of the demon core we're not going to have anyone to fight uh kabutsuji with and so Luckily, Tanjiro realizes that they're being controlled by these the the spider threads, and so he quickly frees them. But that only does so much because then, within you know a couple seconds later, she just comes back around and just you know connects them all again. Yeah. And so then this is where we see, and Tanjiro realizes this that you know it's it, we can't just keep cutting them down because then we're just going to stay here until the end of time. And so he asks um, Anosuke, he's like, "Can you find the lady who's in charge of it?" or who, who's controlling these threads. And this is the first time we see one of Anosuke's um, uh, techniques, which is, um, I forget what the technique is called. It's a uh, beast breathing seventh form uh, spatial awareness. Yeah, spatial awareness, where he can pretty much just, just kind of like pretty much like a sonar. He can just kind of like reach out into the into yeah, the space and dope. just be able to, and, and just be able to like find anything he's looking for, which kind of shows his like natural beast method because like if you think of like a tiger or like any kind of a an animal in the wild it's gonna like stop and listen and try to find any hint of a noise or a sound or a direction to go in and so it just shows how he's more in tuned with the world in general and that's what allows him to use that technique and so luckily he's able to find the lady who's in charge of it uh the the mom of the spider family and um so him and tanjiro go after him but they can't find a way to get out of all of these different people who keep coming back to life with their with the spider threads and so luckily tanjiro finds a way to you know throw them up in a tree which will tangle up the threads and then they can't come back down and so they do that but then of course the mom gets upset and she goes well now i can't use any of these puppets and just snaps all of their necks instantaneously yeah because there's like this chilling moment with the mom and this again goes to show just like the complexity of demon slayer and the whole demons versus humans aspect is like there are so many animes out there that portray demons as just like these fearless like all evil all powerful beings you know where like they're there's really nothing about them that's like vulnerable but demon slayer the scary part about it is that a lot of these demons get tricked into thinking like once you become a demon, your life is going to be so much better. You're not going to have to fear anyone. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be the the predator as opposed to the prey. But this family is a perfect, perfect example of a lot of times these demons, like when they become demons, they're in more fear than they were when they were humans. Because this mom, we find out she's not doing all of this because she wants to do it. Like she's actually terrified herself because 
uh, the youngest in the family or who we perceive to be the youngest as the family, like she, he sees her in the woods and he's like, what are you doing? Like, how, why aren't they dead yet? And she's like, I'm trying. And he's like, well, you're going to need to try harder or I'm going to let father know. And you could see the look on her face and she's terrified. And she's like, oh my God, like, please don't let your father know. Like, I promise I will protect you. I will kill these demon slayers. And he's like, all right, well, hurry up. And then he like walks away and goes somewhere else in the woods. And she literally states like, I need to kill them or there's going to be hell to pay to, like, I'm going to have hell to pay. So like, she's not even doing this because she wants to kill them. She's doing this because if she doesn't kill them, something terrifying is going to happen to her. Yeah, exactly. And at the, so when, I don't know if you remember, like the first time you ever watched that episode. At that point, did you believe the father was the head of the the spider family? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so like that's kind of what I thought too, because I'm like, alrighty, so like I'm assuming everyone knows what the father is going to do. So I guess we all they they all understand the same fear, and so I'm like, okay, that's you know, well, okay, so that's the bad one. So that's probably the you know the um one of the twelve keys of keys. So that's fine, um, but we'll find out later that that might not be a hundred percent true, but finally when, cause I'm trying to remember, and I wonder if you remember this, how is it that Tanjiro gets to the spider lady first and not, I mean the spider mom first and not Inosuke. Do you remember uh, how that happened? So, uh, uh yeah, I like just watched question. it like two days ago and I can't remember. I, I believe what happened. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I believe what happened is that the father like interjected, and so they split up. Oh, that's so right. And like, Tanjiro went to take when Noski went to take over, take on the father, where Tanjiro went to finish off the demon. That's right. Well, actually, no. Or I think what was happening is um, or something. Yeah, no, because I think what happened was that's when um, Tanjiro got chucked in the air. Oh yeah. And he told Noski like stay alive until I get back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he like sensed her when he was in the air. And he yep. went at her, and then, you know, he, he pulled out um, that fifth form. What is it? Uh, Blessed Rain after the drought? Yeah, exactly, which which was funny because he was expecting to have to, like, you know, you know, just, you know, this is the this is the enemy. I have to decapitate her to defeat her. But as, like, she sees Tanjiro coming down on her, she, like, kind of opens up her arms in this, like, welcoming motion of being like, oh, I'm finally free of this. And yeah. at that moment, Tanjiro had pity for her. And he was like, well, I don't want her to feel any more pain because she's apparently felt enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so he does he does that technique where she doesn't actually feel it. She, no. she actually feels like she's like, it, it feels like warmth. I feel like, you know, tranquil. Yeah, I feel tranquil. And I feel like droplets and like this feels so peaceful and nice, which, you know, probably was the first thing she's, you know, the, the first and last time she's ever going to feel anything positive in her life. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like, once again, showing like Tanjiro's extremely soft side, even though he's been through, you know, what we've seen him go through this entire season, he's seen nothing but the evilest side of demons and, you know, people being torn apart and people being eaten for, you know, pleasure at this point. And he's now seeing, you know, he still has that ability within himself to not be as jaded or not be, you know, have his light be kind of snuffed out where he's just like, well, they're all enemies. I just kill them and be done with it. I don't care what they feel. Um, it just shows how much Tanjiro still cares for every living item or every living person, person. I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, no, that's a really good point. And also while all of this is going on, we finally get like a, we get some inkling on who the, 
11 Hashira are because uh, I don't I don't remember if it was an actual Demon Slayer or if it was like a messenger or if it was like somehow like the information got brought back to the the master of the Demon Slayer corpse, which is uh, Kiguya Ubiyashi or Ubiyashiki. Uh, he like it, the message gets back to him that like all the Demon Slayers they sent to this location are getting massacred and he's like oh so many of my children have died looks like i'm gonna have to bring in a uh, hashira and so he he brings in two he brings in uh giyu tomioka who we already know obviously and then he also brings in uh shinobu kocho which is like uh she's like the butterfly demon slayer like the one who has like the crazy like butterfly techniques and so we kind of just like see them like in the background and we know that they're headed to their location so the whole time we're watching this fight obviously we're thinking in the back of our minds like when are those two going to get there um so then it goes back to the actual fight at hand and it flips over to zenetsu because zenetsu even though like he was terrified because inosuke and tanjiro went ahead like they went to go scout the place and zenetsu stayed back and he was like kind of ashamed like why am i staying here while you know they're off to go fight like they left me like blah 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 blah. but of course in typical zenetsu form the things that motivates him is to save a pretty girl aka uh nezuko so he freaks out and he's like tanjiro you took nezuko into the dangerous woods with all these demons like i have to go help her so he's chasing after um tanjiro hoping that like in doing so he'll also be you know saving nezuko and so he's in the woods like screaming for nezuko's name like nezuko 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 where are you and then he comes across another member of the spider family which was uh the oldest brother um and they kind of go at it you know the dude is obviously being intimidating as hell towards zenetsu and zenetsu i mean i don't need to go into too many details just to kind of sum it up Zenetsu scares himself into that like uh kind of like unconscious state again and he keeps trying to uh bring out his power using a specific stance but the demon isn't letting him stay in that stance long enough to bring out his thunder form or his, his lightning form and so each time the demon tries to attack him like Zenetsu has to move and like redo the stance and the demon's really confused because he's like why does he keep doing the same stance over and over again? You know, a normal demon hunter would have, you know, changed stances or tried a different move at this point. But Zenetsu is continuously trying the same move. And he's like, oh, I figured it out. He must only be able to do that one move. So then he's like smiling because he thinks uh, Zenetsu is like easy prey. And so then Zenetsu, while he's meditating in that stance, he has a flashback of when he used to train with his master. And we find out that Zenetsu didn't always have blonde hair. <laughs> He used, yeah, he used to have black hair and he was he didn't he was still that same old cowardly zanetsu like he was hiding in a tree while his master's like trying to bring him down a train and he's like no demon slaying is scary i don't want to learn how to do this like da 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 and till one fateful day he gets actually like hit with a bolt of lightning <laughs> like literally yeah, and like struck. as as he's falling he like he like internally is like how unlucky am i to be hit by lightning when will my luck ever change <laughs> as he's like plummeting to the earth and i'm just like this dude is just not having a good life no. like he's got you know he, he he got conned by a girl who got him into a bunch of debt and then luckily his sense his uh his uh, trainer saved him from that debt but now he has to be a demon slayer which means he's probably gonna die 
and like the entire time Zanetsu is just like at times I kind of feel for the guy I'm like dude you just didn't get a shot at all like you were just screwed from day one <laughs> oh yeah absolutely dude and then um so and then also the whole thing like with like the relationship with his master is like every single night well really day and night Zanetsu tries to escape from like the, the the mountain he was on the train and every single time his master like lays an elaborate trap to like stop him and then drag him back to like the training grounds exactly so well, they, oh go ahead and, and there was a and there's this other part where you know he only was able to learn one technique and even the master was like hey that's that's huge you know you learned one thing and if that's all you can do you know you just do that and so like he kind of at like one moment you know zanetsu had this moment of like you know maybe i can do this you know maybe i'm not a failure you know I'll, I'll just learn this one technique and i'll be good and then he comes across one of uh the master's other students and he just gets hit torn apart by this dude who's like you're a waste of time you're wasting our master's time why are you even here like you're you're just you're a waste of life and it's just like any moment he's ever felt good, it's only been for a short time, and then he just gets torn apart by another random person. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and this again goes back to the uh, Rock Lee comparisons from Naruto that I always make. His master, like, you know, gets with him, and they make they they develop a plan, which is like you can only do this one technique, but we're gonna make you so good at this technique that like you won't even need any other ones and it's just like rock lee where he couldn't do ninjutsu or genjutsu all he could do is taijutsu so guy sensei said oh if that's all you can do that's fine we're just gonna make you you know the best taijutsu mf around the planet and that'll make up for any of your deficiencies you have so then we see that in the fight with the spider family when he's going against one of the brothers um so like i said the brother thinks that zanetsu is going to be easy prey because he's like Oh, he can only do the one form. And he has like pretty much this brother is literally like has the body of a spider with like the head of a human. <laughs> so he's yeah, like, no, he's, I he's was, a freaky looking motherfucker. That, that so was like, it was like, was, um, no, go ahead. Was, it was like the creepy doll from Toy Story. Toy Story, Toy yeah. Toy Story. I was thinking the I same thing. That. I was like, burn it. Kill it with fire. I don't care what. Just make get it off the screen. I hate it. I was literally, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. And then what made it even freakier is he made like all these like mini versions of himself. Like all these mini spiders that like, there's like thousands of them. And they all swarm on Zenetsu while he's getting ready to do his uh, lightning form. But he bursts out of that shit. Like, once he gets the lightning going, like, they all get zapped away. And he says it. He says, you know, um, light, lightning breathing form thunderclap. But then he says sixfold. So what that essentially means is what him and his master developed is that you're going to only have that one form, but you're going to have different stages of it. So basically, by saying sixfold, he means, like, this is my regular um lightning breathing form thunderclap times six like six times the normal strength it would have yeah exactly it's kind of like um i can't think of it now but the the form that goku learns when he fights G vegeta yeah uh, no i know what you're talking about yeah i can't think of it either but i know i know what you're talking about but yeah no so like i was kind of thinking of that but no and like the reason why he has all these like little tiny spiders is so what what this older you know creepy 90% spider, 1 per 10% human head person does is 
he stings you or one of his underlings sting you. Mm-hmm. And then with, I think it's like, what, an hour? You'll yeah. be transformed into another one of another those. Bone. Yeah, you'll become one of them. Yeah. So which now you kind of have to think, it's like, are all these little baby spiders just demon slayers who yeah. were stabbed and now they're just his little creatures it's right. like so terrifying it is dude it is and so um <laughs> so then zanetsu like the, the 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 spider guy he gets like really freaked out because he's like damn this dude is like powered up like a motherfucker so he starts trying to like back away from zanetsu and zanetsu is just coming at him and so he literally like he's chasing him like literally in the air and there's like a cabin like like very high up uh that the the spider like tries to hide into thinking that zanetsu can't reach him there and zanetsu like even though he's in that almost like unconscious state he's aware of his surroundings and there's like a spider there's like a very strong spider web that's like hanging like between two trees zanetsu uses that as like a springboard (laughs) he just goes up and in the animation it looks so sick like just all the colors and the movements zanetsu just does like this diagonal kind of maneuver to work his way up into the cabin where the demon was and he just fucking rips his head off and he blows the roof off of the cabin <laughs> like yeah and like as you see this demon's head's falling out of this guy's like how is this possible i thought he was going to be the easiest thing to kill yeah and now he somehow chopped my head off it's yeah it's... like that entire part i was just waiting for it i was like come on like get like do- knock yourself out somehow run into a tree and then I want to see like badass Zenetsu pop up and just be like, you know, killing things left and right. Yeah, exactly. And so then, um, but then like to your point that you made about like the mini spiders, like every time they they bite you, like they poison you, and you're gonna die within an hour. Like he's been, he has like numerous bites, like countless bites. So after that, like after he does that move, he literally like passes out on like the top of the house or the cabin, and he's paralyzed, and he's just like. Uh, I'm gonna die but you know like at least I you know fought to the end and he's kind of like pretty much he's he's accepted the fact that he's gonna die or he thinks he's gonna die anyway um and so then we move on to Inosuke and Tanjiro and they're in two separate fights Tanjiro meets the youngest kid or I'll start with Inosuke Inosuke fights uh the father he's still kind of trapped with the father whereas Tanjiro is fighting the youngest kid who we thought was just like the baby of the family but we find out he's actually the head of the family that was like the big twist not only is he the head of the family but he's the first like active official member of the 12 kizuki yeah like the first one that is still within the ranks and the only reason um he's allowed to like because normally at the beginning uh when we first meet uh miss tamio we find out that no demons are allowed to gather like that's not what they're allowed to do they always have to be separated and if you know they find out about it they pretty much get killed instantly right um but this is the first time that they you ever see a group of demons one you know in the same vicinity of each other and two working together uh so we find out that um this boy who's in the 12 kizuki has permission from uh um kabutsuji to do this and he's actually pretty much like getting people to join his quote-unquote family which is just a sick twisted family yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely It, it, it and like uh when you see like the backstories of you don't see the backstories of every member you only see it like the backstories of like a couple of them but it's all like 
super depressing. Like, I don't think we saw the backstory of like the uh, the the other brother, but we see like we see some flashbacks with the with the mom before she died, and like whenever she would fail, the the leader, like the the baby leader, pretty much would take make the father like beat the crap out of her, mm-hmm. <laughs> like absolutely like just torture her, and then with the the sister the the 12 kizuki member himself would torture her like he would like slice her up and like because they like he can slice them and have them regrow body parts so he can pretty much like just continuously torture them knowing that like they're not going to die permanently well yeah and like that's the other thing like even he couldn't technically kill them right even if he decapitated me it wouldn't kill him but he does have um so with with the main guy um i think his name is uh ryui ryui the the twelve Kizuki guy was is yeah uh, I, I have Rui. no idea I have no idea what his name is I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I, I think it's like either Rui or Rui I think it's Rui anyway hey, Rui, Rui sounds right yeah um what his his ability is he can manipulate um spider strings and he can just it's kind of like pretty much a guy with like piano wire cutting you where he's just like you know slowly cutting you with these and it's just agonizing pain. And he knows that's not going to kill you because you can just grow it back or you can heal yourself within a matter of minutes. But what he does is if you if you do betray him, he'll actually tie you to the side of his quote unquote family house until the sun rises and then have you burn alive. Yeah. And so that's what he does with anyone who disobeys him or goes against him. Yeah. And was... so his big thing is he he finds it's just like Kibutsuji. He finds people who are weak or in a tight spot and he's like, hey, I'll help you if you join my family right yeah yeah no no that yeah he's and then we find out later like why that is like it's not as sinister as it sounds it comes from like a place of like insecurity and loss from him but like that's pretty much like how it comes with like every demon like we find out there's always more to their story than we think um so then essentially it kind of like goes back and forth between tanjiro and inoski and they're both struggling they both break their swords uh Inoski is just getting his ass whooped by the father because the father is like doesn't even talk <laughs> like it's just literally all bronze no brains and it's kind of indestructible indestructible Inoski I think he breaks both of his swords against the father and yeah, the father's he... literally yeah go ahead no I was gonna say because like he <laughs> Inosuke's plan in order to like he's like they've tried to cut off the arm before and it doesn't work and so what Inosuke does is he, he he slices again into the arm and then takes his other sword and hammers into the other sword until it finally cuts through. Yeah. And Inosuke is like, when one sword doesn't work, use two swords. And luckily, <laughs> I'm the right person for the job. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Inosuke. <laughs> like, I give you participation points, but you're not passing the test. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not even good, but close. Um, but um, I mean, to be fair, like he he didn't back away. You know, he 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 really did give it his all and he he tried to the best of his ability but like as you said it just wasn't good enough and so the the father is literally like crushing him to death like blood is like seeping out of his mask like you can just tell like it's over like for inoski and that's when the two of the 11 hashira that were sent to the were sent to that location finally arrive and we see giyu tomiko or tomioko and Giyu Tomioko obviously saves Inoski and he takes on the 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 spider father or the father of like the spider family. And he uses his uh fourth form water breathing, which is striking tide, 
and he just obliterates the father and like one yeah like i i was gonna say it's not really he took him on he just kind of moved him out of the way (laughs) to get to the more important thing he literally like (laughs) cut him in pieces (laughs) yeah like he just like walks by him and cuts off his head and inosuke is just like how the hell did he do that well and that's the thing is like we never up until that point we don't see inosuke uh give anyone any type of compliments whatsoever and he literally says this is the most amazing guy i've ever met yeah and like (laughs) you you, you, like and it's kind of weird because like at the end of right before they leave the wisteria manor like inosuke is having these moments of like why are these people so nice to me like this is so weird. I'm normally like, you know, nobody talks to me. People run for me because they're scared of me. But I'm all these people are nice and caring for me. It's so weird. And so you see these flashes of him having other emotions other than rage and pride. Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird for him to be like, so he has that moment of like, oh my God, this dude's amazing. And then as he's walking away, Anosuke is like, come back here so I can fight you and then I will become the most. And so he's like trying to take back that power of like, he doesn't want to always sound, he doesn't want to be like, Oh, I don't want to have these emotions. So I'm going to like fight the guy who made me feel the emotions and then the emotions will go away. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and he, uh, he has no awareness of his body whatsoever. So, uh, (laughs) Tomioka is like, dude, you, you can't fight anymore. Like your body will literally break. And Giyu literally has to tie him to a tree (laughs) <laughs> he's like you stay here until the fighting's over because if you keep trying to fight you'll die so he literally like ties Inosuke to a tree and he moves on to Tanjiro so then Tanjiro is going against Ryu or what'd you say his name was like Ryu or right yeah like Ryu yeah whatever the the main the 12 Kizuki guy and so that fight becomes very interesting because uh Nezuka joins the fight and the only members of the spider family that are left at this point are Ryu and then the sister. And so uh, the sister like comes to Ryu's side and Ryu's like, kind of like you're pathetic. Like you failed me. Like, odd, you suck. You're not a good sister. Whereas Nezuko is literally risking her life for Tanjiro to the point where Ryu literally like cuts off one of her arms. And then uh, Tanjiro like hides her in the, like they both go hiding in the wood so she can recover and at that moment, Ryu compares his sister to Nezuko, which makes him, like, hate her even more. So I'm pretty sure he, like, slices her head off or, like, does some crazy shit yeah, like that. Yeah, like, she, like, she, <laughs> yeah, he cuts her head off, like, with his with his spider webs. And then he's like, if you want to regret, if you want to, like, make me happy, go kill the rest of the demon slayers that are on my mountain or whatever. Yeah. And so she just slowly, like, picks up her head. And then goes, okay, I'll go do that. And just runs away. And you just see this headless body running away. And yeah. I'm just like, this show is so twisted sometimes. It, it is. Just so the headless person carrying their own head. <laughs> Seriously. And so um, Ryu, uh, he notices that there's something different about Nezuko. He can't quite put his finger on it. Kind of like pretty much every other character that meets Nezuko. is like they know there's something different about her, but they can't quite figure out exactly what it is but he comes to the conclusion that he wants to make her the newest member of his family and Tanjiro's like what the fuck she's my sister no you can't have her and so it ends up becoming like a battle over Nezuko in a sense like Tanjiro is well Tanjiro's battling because he's a demon slayer and he, he needs to kill the demon anyway but he has even more incentive to kill the demon because he knows if he fails that demon is going to try to enslave his sister and so uh they kind of like go back and forth and 
the Ryu literally traps Nezuko with his webs and like ties her up the same way that you describe how he would tie up like his family members that disappointed him to the side of the house until like the sun came out. He ties her up like in between trees and he pretty much has her there. And to him, it's like either I can have you or no one can. Like either like I'm going to bring you and you're going to be a member of my family or like you're going to stay out there till the sun comes out. And he's, like, really, like, tightening the ropes to the point where she can't move. Like, her blood is dripping all over the place. And, like, it, it, when I saw that scene, it just made my skin crawl. Like, oh, poor Nezuko. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, that was uh, – to this day, like, I hate seeing that scene, especially when he tightens the threads and, like, the blood oh, is yeah. dripping even more. But it's anyway, just... like, him and Tanjiro are continuously fighting, and he breaks Tanjiro's blade. So Tanjiro's kind of, like – what the hell am I going to do now? And that's when Tanjiro has like the most epic of epic flashbacks. And it goes back to his family history and it shows him and his mom. This is when Tanjiro is much younger and it shows him and his mom uh, in the woods and it's snowing outside and they're watching his father and his father is surrounded by like a circle of fire and he's doing like a crazy dance and he's doing it like in the middle of like this cold snowy weather and his father has a history of illness so like he has a kind of like a weak immune system so Tandro asks his mom like mom a like what is dad doing and b how is he doing that in his condition and she says he's doing something that's called the kagura fire dance and pretty much he said that their family comes from a family that uses magic or not uses magic, uses, uses fire. And so they offer up this dance to the uh, Hinakami. And by doing that, it wards off like injuries and illnesses, so to speak, or, or I don't know if illnesses, but like injuries and like kind of like major disasters. Cause, and uh, like you see his father and he's just going back and forth and it looks like he isn't getting tired at all, even though he's out in the snow, he's, he doesn't have the strongest body by any means, but he's just moving like over and over and over again. So then it goes to another flashback where uh, Tanjiro's dad tells him like, there's a certain breathing form you can use. And if you use it, you will never get tired. And so Tanjiro kind of draws on that family strength. And he brings out a fire technique, which is the first time he's ever done that because he's always been about water breathing. And he calls it the, uh, he, I think he calls it the Hin, Hina, or Hinakami Kagura fire dance. Like that's what he calls that form. And it's yeah. just like this really cool flame, but it's not like the normal flame you see. It's almost like a, it's almost like a maroon color. Uh, and he brings that out and it starts whipping through uh Ryu's webs and Ryu's threads are extremely strong like he he changes threads from white to red which is supposed to be like the strongest form and Tanjiro is cutting through them like it's nothing yeah no and like that was that was that part I thought was really cool because I was like one how are you going to decapitate this dude if you don't have a sword and like you don't have like a full sword he, he just has like his hilt and like about like three inches of a blade yeah um but still tanjiro still fighting continuously like you know trying to take anything he's learned to um to defeat him but i think at that point in time that he hadn't changed uh the blades to red yet i don't think or did he no he did he did okay yeah no um, so like what happened was is like the blade was cut like there there was no blade it was just like literally the hilt and what he did was when he did that technique he formed a flame a blade of flame yeah but then like when he like because he does finally get close enough to ryu to like actually put his blade to his neck 
And at that same time, we actually find out that Nezuko finds out what her blood demon art is. Yeah. Which which is sick, which I think her blood demon art is like exploding blood. Yeah. So anywhere where there's been blood on the battlefield at this point, she ignites like a bomb. And it's yeah. just like, um, and it's just destroying everything. And there's actually a couple of her droplets of blood on whatever remains of um, Tanjiro's sword. And he actually does cut off the head of um, of Ryu. And so, like, they finally think they've won. Like, Tanjiro's, like, crawling to get back to his... To get back to uh, Nezuko. Or, no, he's trying to get Wait. back to um, Inosuke. Yeah. Um, can, um, can, I, can I just mention one thing real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Just, just to give, like, context. All right, so, so what happened in that scene, just so, like, for clarification purposes, so what happened was is... Tanjiro, Tanjiro didn't need Nezuko's blood to cut his head off. He was going to cut his head off with that fire technique. What he needed her blood for was because Tanjiro was prepared to die because the red threads were around him. And Tanjiro said, I'm going to take him out even if that means I get sliced in the process. So then Nezuko's mother comes to her and says, your brother is about to die. You need to help her. So while Tanjiro is cutting the dude's head off, Nezuko, or Nezuko uses the exploding blood to destroy all of the threads that are about to slice through Tanjiro. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. So that's how, that's kind of how it went. It's it's a confusing scene. So like, I totally get like the mix up. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, um, and so at that point, Tanjiro finally thinks that he's finally defeated him. Yeah. But then he actually <laughs> smells, you know, he can he can smell him again. He goes, God damn it! And you just see. Once again, another headless corpse wandering around in the woods. Like, I feel like I'm going to have nightmares about this going into the next week or two. Um, where you just see Rio being like, oh, you honestly think that you you cut off my head? I cut off my head before you could with my own string. Which I'm Crafty just like, motherfucker. like, you little dick. I hate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he he was annoying me but then um oh what's his name i forget his name all the time Giyu. Giyu shows up and he just like he instantly just destroys him like without even really trying at this point yeah like, but he does use a technique that tanjiro has never seen before he uses uh um technique uh 11 i think it is yeah it's the 11th form dead calm dead calm which is just like because we only knew because we only knew of 10 forms yeah and so like even tandra was like what 11 like how do you like what is it and so then ryu thinks he's like okay i don't care what technique you use there's no way you're going to be able to stop this attack and he just kind of like shoots like a wall of webs at him which would just dice him like cheese but the moment they get when uh near uh, Giyu, he they just all just like explode and disappear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and he's freaking out because he's like, uh, he's like, those are my strongest threads. Like, what the hell? And the whole time he's doing that, it turns to like a a PO, like it, like it turns the like the the scene, the angle of the scene into Ryu's like first person POV. And you just see Giyu like walking towards him and uh, Ryu has like blood on his hands and he was, or he has like the torn threads on his hands. He's like, I can't believe he tore through like my strongest threads. Like I'll just try to do it again. And before he even gets the chance to do it, Giyu just like one quick swift, like slices his head off. 
Yeah, exactly. And then you just and as and once again, as he's dying, as Ryu is dying, um, we get a flashback into his life. And when he was born, he was born in this really fragile body. And so, of course, Kibutsuji takes advantage of this and he says, hey, I can give you a better life. Like I can I can I can heal you from I can free you from this prison you're in. Um, And so, of course, he does it. And now his family is terrified of him. Right. Because he's like, what have you become? What did you do? Why did you do this? And um, so then that night as Ryu is sleeping, his father comes in and his father is about to stab him. And Ryu just believes that his parents have just completely betrayed him, just like thrown their family out the window and been like, well, they don't they never actually loved me. They weren't my family. They they were just, you know, upset I existed, whatever. And so he kills his family. But right as his mother's dying and he's like sitting outside, he hears his mother say, I'm sorry, I couldn't give you a stronger body because she now feels like it's her fault that Ryu had to go through this and he's the one that had to do it. And then even when right before the dad was about to stab Ryu, he said, Ryu, listen to me even at like, I'm going to atone for this by taking my own life. And it's like at the final moments of Ryu's life, he remembers all of this. And he's like, they were my family because they did care for me and they did want me to have a better life, but they thought the only way for that to happen was through death. And they were going to atone for their sins by taking their own lives. Yeah. So he's like sitting there thinking about it. He goes, well, I guess I can't go see my family because, you know, I'll never I'm not going to go where they are. I'm going to go to hell because I'm a demon or whatever. And I've taken so many lives. And like in the last final moments, he like hears his mother and father's voice and they say, we'll be wherever you are. And it's like this really heartwarming moment where it's like if you like even like with all the bad stuff he's done his parents still love him no matter what and it just shows the power of like what a true family is right and that's where like his obsession to have a family comes from is like the family that he lost yeah and so he and that's the reason why when nezuko protected tanjiro he's like oh my god that's a true showing of love because she's willing to take the she's willing to be hurt in order to save her brother like that's what i gotta have like that checks one of the boxes for my <laughs> for my family you know checklist like yeah. sacrifice yourself yep that's number one so yeah so like that's why we kind of then find out why he's been trying to make this this demon family work and so it was a uh, it was kind of an interesting story from that point but then from this point now it just kind of trails into the entire cleanup where we find this um other faction of the demon slayer core which are people who are swordsmen but they just don't have their technique isn't strong enough. Yeah. And so they pretty much become like the, the cleaner uppers of the demon slayer core where they are, they heal people. They clean up after, you know, the, they put people to rest who've died in the battlefield. They pretty much clean up any mess of any kind of a demon attack just to kind of, you know, protect the natural population from hearing about this or seeing it. And so that's where we meet some people. And at this point, um, the butterfly, uh, Harat. Wow, I can't remember her name. What was her name? Shinobu. Shinobu. She's the one that actually saves. Um. Wow, I am just not Zenitsu. great with names today. Zenitsu. Zenitsu. She's actually the one that saves Zenitsu, and I love the fact that like her kimono and how she like 
runs and everything even make her look 10 times more like a butterfly yeah which is like it's just so beautiful and so she's the one that actually saves all of the people who are infected by the spider and at this point they're just currently trying to catch tanjiro and nezuko because she's also a demon and they're demon slayers Mm -hmm. and so they're like in the quest to like catch nezuko Mm -hmm. and so uh giyu actually defends tanjiro and nezuko yeah and which is like a huge no-no where you're not supposed to come like technically he didn't attack the other demon slayer and so it didn't really it wasn't really breaking the rules but he did come in between a demon slayer and the demon which is a big no-no and so at this point um uh tanjiro and nezuku try to make a break for it and sadly enough tanjiro gets knocked down and knocked out and so then nezuko is just running for her dear life as this other uh demon slayer is behind her taking swipes at her and <laughs> what does nezuko do to like defend herself she just shrinks herself down to like a mini <laughs> mini form of yeah. Nezuko and just is running around the forest, just dodging her her uh, knife swing or her yeah. sword swings, which I was I I was dying laughing when I saw that part. Oh, I just a- couldn't absolutely. I just I, couldn't handle it. That was hilarious. And dude, dude the thing about uh, Shinobu too is like right away she comes off as a very interesting character because when she gets like in, when Zenitsu meets her he almost sees her as like an angel, you know what I mean? Cause he's like on the brink of death and like this beautiful, like butterfly vibing chick, like comes in and like saves him and like gives him the cure and everything. But then we see her, she has a little bit of a sadistic side too, because we see her when she catches up with the, the last member of the spider family. that's still alive. The, the, the dog. Yeah, the sister who like ran off. The sister was thinking like, oh my God, like I'm getting out of here. You know what I mean? And Zenobu catches her and she like, she like pins her down and she's like, she's like, hey, like, I'd like to be friends with you. Like, can we be friends? And then the sisters or the sisters kind of like, uh, okay, sure. Like, am I not going to get killed right now? And Shinobu's like, yeah, but first I'm going to have to inflict on you every ounce of pain that you inflicted on all of your victims. (laughs) yeah like she's like i'm gonna i'm going to you know decapitate you and then pull out your (laughs) your your guts and then tear off your arms and pluck out your eyeballs and like all of this to atone for your sins so that way when you're reincarnated we can be friends and i'm just like i understand what you're going for but you're beat you sound like a serial killer right like the way she's like describing how she's going to kill her in just the most evil of ways i was just like oh my god this woman is demented yeah absolutely and then um and so like to make a long story short they kind of clean up that once the two the two uh uh, hashira members get there and the cleanup crew get there they kind of save everyone give everyone the antidotes that are needed they capture nezuko and nezuko and tanjiro and they take them to like the demon slayer kind of like headquarters or whatnot which is the home of that master uh uh kiguya ubiya shiki yeah ubiya shiki they take him they kind of take him there and the first thing that tanjiro sees when he wakes up because they knock him unconscious is he sees the 11 hashira in front of him and oh my god like steven i'll let you kind of go into them because i know like you were very like your first reaction to them was like i've never seen better 
looking characters in my life but like yeah they were <laughs> they were well, pretty no, like, and like the the hashira it was just such a varying degree of different character designs because like you have like the standard like in your head like if you picture like you know a samurai warrior like they're all kind of that kind of design style but at the same time like there's one dude who's like a mountain in size who has like prayer beads around his eyes and he doesn't have any like actual like pupils or whatever. It just <laughs> yeah. looks like he's blind and he's like crying half the time about like how poor Tanjiro must be that he has to live with a, a demon who's a sister and we should just kill him to put him out of his misery. And then you have Rengokuki who is a, who's the, who's the flame one who just sounds so joyous as he's talking about how he wants to decapitate, decapitate Tanjiro and he'd just be like, and like, pretty much every single time he talks in my head, I just picture putting a ha ha at the end of whatever he said. Yeah. Cause he just looks so happy and joyful, even though he's doing the most dark job in the world. <laughs> and then there's another guy who is a kid and like, we can't really go into much detail about these characters. Cause we know very little about them. Like we know their name and what they're the Hashira of, mm -hmm. but we don't know too much. Cause this is like kind of, we get introduced to them at this point in the series. Yeah. But they don't tell us anything more than that. No. And I think, I think there's... in season two, they're probably going to do like almost like three to four different episode arcs just to cover all of these. Oh characters. yeah. No, like, like obviously like from the context of the manga, you find out all you need to know about them. But like in terms of the series, like we don't know much about them. We just know that they each have their own kind of distinctive look, their own distinctive personality. And like, obviously their own distinctive abilities like one guy is like a snake guy he's like the emochi emochi raru um, orochimaru like member of the group like he's got like like miscolored eyes and he's got a snake around him and you're kind of like uh is that a demon is it like clearly he's not a demon because he fucking hates demons but he damn sure doesn't look like a human either like what the exactly and then there's another one who's just like he looks like a kid he almost looks kind of, he reminds me a little bit of like zanetsu with just how childish he is mm -hmm. but like as they're talking about what should happen to tanjiro and nezuko he's just sitting there being like what was the name of that cloud i saw yeah total airhead <laughs> what's the name of that bird yeah and just he just doesn't even care 90 percent of what's going on around him right <laughs> and um he uh so essentially they bring them all in front of like the 11 hashira and they're all waiting for uh master ki or uh kigayu to get there to give like judgment render judgment to tanjiro and to his sister because tanjiro is breaking demon slayer or yeah the, the demon slayer corpse like biggest rule which is like we don't work with demons <laughs> and so uh pretty much almost all of them other than uh giyu tomioko uh shinobu and uh the guy that we were just talking about who's like a complete airhead uh like those three are the only three that are like not like that like don't want to see tanjiro dead like shinobu and giyu definitely don't want to see tanjiro dead but then the other airhead guy just like i don't care either way and then the rest of them like the other eight members they're all down to see him die i think the there was a one other member who like she didn't say she wanted to see him die, but she didn't say she wanted to see him live either. She kind of, she was the one that loves what anyone says. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, no matter who has talks, like the bright, like pink hair with like the green tips or whatever. Yeah, she just kind of goes with the flow. Like whatever yeah. anyone says, she agrees with. So she's kind of like neutral in herself, but the majority of the group want to see him dead. And the biggest, like 
I guess the the biggest pusher of killing Tanjiro is uh, a slayer named uh, Sinimi uh, Shinazagawa. And he's the one who has, like, the crazy silver hair, and he's got, like, scars all over his face, and he's got, like, bloodshot eyes. And he's, like, a lunatic. He's acting like a lunatic. And he's pretty much, like, ready to kill Nezuko on the spot. Like, they don't. he doesn't even want to wait for the master to get there. He wants to do it right then and there. So Tanjiro is being restrained while he kind of takes uh, the box that's holding Nezuko, and he starts, like, fucking with her. And he literally like stabs her, like stabs her to weaken her. But he has he has he has a method to his madness. He's not just being cruel for the sake of being cruel, even though it seems like it. And in the, while he's in the process of like stabbing Nezuko, Tanjiro breaks out of like the what he was being like. He didn't break out of the chains there or the cuffs that he was under, but he broke out of like who was holding him back. It was like the, uh, I think it was like the. Uh, was it, I think it was the snake guy, maybe? I, I don't remember, but, like, someone was holding him, and he, like, broke out of it, and he literally, like, headbutts the the member of the Eleven Hashira. He headbutts Sinimi, and Sinimi, like, is, like, completely startled, and even the other members are like, holy shit, like, that regular Demon Slayer just made, like, that crazy of a move on him? Like, who the hell is this kid almost? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Cause like they, they assume that, you know, he would have been able to dodge it or whatever. Yeah. But, like, so like at this point, this demon slayer is trying to prove a point where he's saying like, it doesn't matter if she hasn't eaten human blood. She's a demon. All demons are the same. They all hunger for human flesh. And so he's sitting there pretty much kind of like tempting nezuko with his blood like he's like dripping it onto the box to be like you know you want it come on and get your dinner or whatever yeah so like and so this is this really cool scene happens right so him and tanjiro first are going at it like they're still fighting the master hasn't gotten there and then the master comes and he introduces himself and he's like oh hello my children and the guy who was acting completely vulgar was using vulgar language was acting like an absolute lunatic tanjiro like went from fighting him to that guy shoving Tandro's head into the ground. And Tandro's like, what the hell? And he looks up and he sees the master in front of him and he sees all of the 11 Hashira on their knees, like bowing to the master, including that dude that he was just fighting. So that right there tells you like, holy crap, like these people are in total awe of this person and they will follow this master to the ends of the world because like this dude just literally shifted his entire personality and then he starts talking really proper to the master like very proper etiquette that was the complete reverse of what he was saying before and Tanjiro's looking at him like what the fuck like this dude just completely changed his entire mood <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like there's no reason like why would this guy suddenly now talk so you know polite and proper when the second ago he was like stabbing people right um, no, no, exactly. And then, um, and so the master pretty much tells the 11 Hashira because he respects them. They're his 11 greatest warriors. And he tells them that he wants, he wants, not only does he want to spare Tanjiro's life and Nezuko's life, but he wants to keep them in the Demon Slayer corpse. And, but he wants their opinion first because he doesn't want to do anything that they're not all in agreement on. And so they all, like, pretty much, like I said, other than those members that I mentioned earlier, the majority of them say they want to kill him. And then uh, the master brings up a really good point. He said Tanjiro has met Kibutsuji. And they all freak out. 
And they're like, what? Like, it's hard enough for us to even meet a member of the 12 Kizuki. He's met Kabutsuji himself. And they all kind of like switch, shift their mood. They're like, what was he like? What was his powers? Like freaking out, like going off. And then the master just quickly puts a finger to his mouth to tell them to shut up. And like, they all go silent. And so he's like, uh, he gets a letter and he reads it. And it's from Orokodaki. And it states pretty much... Um, Tanjiro, uh, Tanjiro's sister was turned into a demon, but she's unlike any other demon we've ever seen. There's a spell on her where she will not attack humans. She will always protect humans. She's gone, what was it, like two years, and she's never, like, eaten human flesh. Like, I personally vouch for her, and so does Giyu Tomioko. And we vowed that if any, like, if uh, Nezuko harms a human, like, I will give my life. Giyu Tomioka will give his life and Tanjiro will give his life, which is like a profound moment for Tanjiro because he's like Orokodaki and Giyu Tomi Tomioko are pledging their lives to vouch for <laughs> Nezuko. And yeah, exactly. And like that was something that just shows the the depth of like how important honor is for these people because like even if they don't do the act if anyone their family does that act they'll take responsibility for it right exactly so then uh uh kigayu is saying like thinks that should be enough to sway everyone but there are still people mainly the the main knucklehead sinimi who are strongly against it they're like i don't care what that what that means like she's a demon eventually she's gonna attack someone and like others are agreeing so then that's when to your point sanimi he, he does the experiment and he says okay like i've wounded her like now i'm gonna wound myself and let's see let's see if she can hold off from like feeding on me and so uh he like pushes her into the uh like into the house of where they're at because he knows like she can't be in the sun or he thinks she can't be in the sun so he like pushes her into the shade she comes out of the box after he stabbed her multiple times and tanjiro is like freaking out and the snake guy is holding tanjiro down like literally like tanjiro tries to like race after her because he's worried about his sister and the snake dude does like a wwe like elbow drop from the tree <laughs> yeah it just does the freaking people's elbow into his back and he just like yeah. <laughs> just literally like holds him down so then nezuko gets up and the guy's waving his blood in front of her like wanting her to hit like attack him and she's she's on the breaking point man because like 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 we said like nezuko like she has that spell but at the same time like if you're a dick to her like she's gonna know you're a shitty person you know what i mean so like this guy has been nothing but cruel to her so she has a lot of animosity towards this person and she's like like literally at the breaking point in Tanjiro in his strength somehow breaks out of the snake's guy's hold, which the snake guy is like, what the hell? He runs up to like the edge of the house and he screams Nezuko. And then Nezuko looks at Tanjiro and she remembers like the vow to like not kill any humans. So then she like, she's sweating, she's weak, but she like breaks away from her hunger and she pulls away in like disgust. And then the master like asks his little two like doll house assistants, like, what 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 just happened and they're like nezuko just turned away from disgust at the thought of like feeding on a human and then that finally proves to all the 11 hashira that tanjiro and nezuko deserve to remain alive and to stay in the demon slayer corpse yep exactly and then from from this point on it just goes into tanjiro training for to 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 increase his ability to fight yeah. um 
Inosuke is currently going through some self-doubt because he got his butt kicked and he wasn't able to kill a single demon in the whole last uh, story arc. And uh, Zenetsu is just currently currently healing himself up from the whole uh, spider poison issue. Yeah. Um, so at this point, it's kind of, you know, a wrap up to the whole season. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going onward, we'll probably go more in depth with all of the different Hashira and what their abilities are and who they are. But I think at this point, I think this is a good stopping point for the series until we get more of season two. Yep. And then we can, uh, you know, jump onto a new series. Absolutely. Um, so then uh, just to let you guys know, next week, we're really excited for this. We will officially be starting our um, deep dive analysis into the beginning after the end. The entire series up until where the current story is. Yep, and so and did we say that we wanted to go based off of the books or the or the webtoons? I mean, going off of the books is essentially going off of the webtoon, so we might as well just go off of that. The books. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sounds I mean, good. There, there isn't much deviation whatsoever. It's just if anything, like the books, like the webtoon just shows, like the webtoon just visualizes the books and doesn't have every as many details. But like, there's no crazy changes from the webtoon from the webtoon to the light novel series. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to start that off with you guys and we're really looking forward to that because the beginning after the end, it's, it's still a, a fairly new series in a sense. I mean, there've been, I think like eight novels that have been written up until this point. Uh, the author is currently writing the ninth, not ninth novel in which he kind of releases a new chapter every week. So uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of characters to explore, a lot of concepts to explore, and we're really looking forward to kind of diving in that deeply with you guys. Yeah, and it sounds like a good one. This is one that Cleveland's already been in. Um, it's going to be kind of like my first run through with it as well. So I'll kind of be with the, with you guys at that point. And uh, yeah, it'll be kind of fun to, to dive into this new series. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for uh, listening, guys. And uh, we can't wait to uh, have you guys back next week. Yep. Stay safe, and I hope everyone has a, has a good weekend. Yep. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Woohoo! Blow <laughs> stuff up. <laughs>